Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. Welcome back, by the way. Oh, love a welcome back. Anyways, today <laughs> we got to talk about the Clippers taking on the Hawks. What we need to do well as well as what could go wrong in that one. We're going to talk about the Pacific Division. We like to do that every single Friday. We're going to take a look at the starting backcourts and kind of rank Ooh. them, uh, see where the Clippers stand, and then we'll have a love, merry quarantine for you where we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers or they're loving it. We're marrying it or quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome to Locked On Clippers coming at you five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. You know, make us your first listen, kill some windshield time. Uh, let's get into this Clippers versus Hawks preview right off the bat. No Covington again. For the Clippers. Yikes. Come on. It's bad. Okay. I don't know about come on. He's out for personal reasons. Uh, whatever you got to do. get. You had a kid. Okay. <laughs> Did he have a kid? Do we know that for sure? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> that's, I mean, <laughs> I 99% of the time it's that. Whatever is happening, we hope he's all good. Um, what we need to do well in this one is, look, the defense basically kind of has to be on point early to make this one not stressful. Um the, I agree. Yeah. The Hawks have the third best offensive rating in the league, but also have the third worst defensive rating. So we basically just have to not allow the paint to be wide open. And if our defense starts like it did versus the Wizards, the Clippers are for sure going to have an early hole to climb out of versus a much younger and much faster team. And like, Will, I think the Hawks would be perfectly okay with going bucket for bucket with the Clippers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they would love to. This is like a deep team with a lot of ability to score, and they're currently at full health. Yes. So, I, I, you know, it, that's going to be a difficult task for the Clippers. And, you know, this Hawks team, they've had, you know, their, like, I, I, what would you even call it? Like their tiredness with the regular season. Sure. You know, it seems like yeah. they've been kind of checked out. Um, but this is still they're in a playing spot. That, yeah, that isn't a playing spot that, you know, they every win matters and they can and will light it up like it's a it's it's just a very dangerous matchup. And we've seen, you know, like I feel like especially lately, like we've seen some lapses in what is otherwise sure. a very solid defense for the Clippers. And, you know, you mentioned it. It's not helped by Robert Covington, <laughs> no, gone, but it really comes down to like. It, it just really comes down to, though, like getting back to that sort of like level of communication and yep. uh, sort of like I, I hate to say vibes, but like on court vibes where everyone is like really trying to contribute to this thing. We're not having guys like, you know, do the hands up over a blown sure. coverage or something like that. Like it's, you know, it's cohesive. I get that frustrations. Yeah, I get that frustrations mount, but like we got to be looking like a more cohesive unit, especially if. This is the unit that we're rolling with in the play-in. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if if nothing else happens, like this is what we're looking at. And like these guys need to be more cohesive, more crisp than they are right now. And consistency is a big key too. Like that's that's what a lot of people are looking for when I on Thursday, Thursday, yesterday. We also gotta hope that like, can the Clippers go two games without a horrific scoring drought? Like we didn't really get one versus the Wizards, which was great. There was no like four and a half minute five minute, just no scoring situation. We're playing a really bad defense. Um, I personally hope that the yeah. first, that the first bucket is drawn up for Marcus Morris. Cause why not? Um, Love I it. think we need to try and ride the Marcus I feel like Morris, the Reggie Jackson, hot hands right now after what happened versus Washington. 
Definitely. And, and like with Morris too, you know, it goes back to like the cohesion of the defense. Like when he isn't getting involved yeah. offensively or he's having a bad night, I just feel like those inefficiencies on the defensive end, like are just even more glaring, which is super, it's just so tough because we need him to be good. Uh, <laughs> but well said, can we go to, to, can we go two games without an insane scoring drought? Uh, I think so. We better like, I against hope this defense. So. I I would hope so against a defense like this. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it you know, whatever the Clippers have going on, you know, we tinfoil hats off right now, right? Just I mean, just a couple of guys, yourself, buddy. Bare, couple of guys, bare heads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like once again, like it, this is the unit that we got right now. Sure. And we have to figure out a way to make this offense work. And if you cannot figure that out against one of the worst defenses, sure. Bottom five, uh, yeah. th- then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really I do not know <laughs> what to tell you. I'm hoping we get some kind of, you know, paint touches early from Reggie Jackson. I just want to continue to see him being aggressive. Um, we saw Reggie, Luke and man, that trio play really well versus uh the wizards on the season they're plus 1.7 in net rating and nine and a half minutes per game in 48 appearances so a borderline substantial uh sample size there they really outplayed that in the last game so i hope that keeps up what could go wrong capella versus zoo right like this is always a nightmare for the clippers yeah and, and like what's going on with zoo like oh, you know, i feel like we're a couple of games removed from just singing his praises every game and then you know we we just get like a a rough falling to earth i mean is zoo on his own roller coaster now too or he and reggie sitting shotgun? <laughs> yeah they're like, the what is seat. going on right now reggie and zoo are in the front seat arms up love and life so the crazy thing about zoo in his last three games he's seven for 24 it, the finishing Horrendous. has been brutal the three games brutal. before that he was 21 for 27 so the Zuler coaster is very much in effect right now. I just look Capella <laughs> crushes the Clippers. The last two games versus the Clippers, he's averaged fourteen boards and eight, or he grabbed fourteen boards and he grabbed eighteen boards. So basically, Damn. yes, they lost the one that he grabbed fourteen. They won the one he grabs eighteen. When he played for the Rockets, we've seen him grab twenty boards, nineteen boards a handful of times. Like this is a guy who matches up with Zoo pretty well so if he gets to be fair some of those are some of those are montrez minutes too sure very fair now he was on the rockets fair zoo was also on the team though um but like if we hold him to a look i don't think we're gonna hold him to not a double double i think that will happen but if he gets a double double with less than 15 boards i like our chances in this one and i know it obviously hinges on a lot of other stuff but yeah. Zoo's going to have to put that work in rebounding and just not be just be over 50% on the floor, right? Like just that's all we need. Yeah. And like the rebounding thing too, you know, like Zoo, I do feel like does do a good job of like sealing guys off. Uh, but, you know, it, it does come down to some other guys on the court too helping. Um, Morris had eight know, boards like we, last game. I hope he can do something close to that. It, well, it's like we said, right? It, you know, it just comes down to that cohesion. Like you, you have to know where your where your teammates are on the floor, and like you have to, yeah. Everybody just like has to have that same desire. Sure. Um, 
so what are we thinking about this bench you know, defensively <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, with no Robert Covington? This is a huge problem spot for the Clippers. Do you think, you know, against this Hawks team, like they can score enough to, to at least tread water or what are we looking at here, Chuck? I mean, so they got Bogdan off the bench and they have the rooster off the bench. Danilo Gallinari, uh, always ready to shoot the lights out. Perfect player. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Some would say, uh, half this podcast would say that. They played they played the Bucks close in their last game. So they're coming off kind of one of those encouraging loss games, I think. Um, they also lost to the Pistons. So Yeah, well, that's that's what happens when you have the third worst defense in the league. But I mean, Bogdan off the bench, that's an issue. That's he plays a position where that's an issue for the Clippers right now defensively off the bench. They got a, they have a kind of a big bench, right? Um that makes things difficult. I think like the, the bench just has to watch the baseline. Like the Hawks take a ton of two pointers. Um, if the baseline's open, which it, it was early versus the wizards with no Robert Covington. And the other thing, if zoo, we really need zoo to not get into foul trouble because if Hartenstein has to play a bunch of minutes where Trey young is on the floor, we are going and like what I would say a bunch of minutes. I mean, for reference, what he usually would play compared to Trey young being on the floor. We're yeah, totally. We're going to see some, some rough, outings i think um and i think that's the other thing we got to worry about trey young could just go off like i i think we should just play trey like we play luca when we should play luca which is let him score all the points guard everybody else <laughs> do not let him get hurt or involved like call like do not let him get other people involved we just can't do that yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean he's a great passer um yeah, you might just have to make him do it and don't let him do it at the foul line. Yes. Um, oh, this is a I'm a little stressed about this game if I'm being honest. Look, I you know, <laughs> I feel like we talk about this all the time. Like no matter how good your defense is, like you're not stopping everything. So like if yep. you can't get an offense going, which we have trouble with time and time again, uh it's it, it's a difficult matchup. It's it's going to be a tough time and like we talked <sighs> about like with this team Every win is a good win, and and every win is like kind of on the margins with, sure. with what we're rolling out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. That being said, though, um, I I think no Covington obviously hurts us, but I I, I think I hope that this is one the Clippers can put away. How are you feeling? What's what's your prediction on this one? I gotta say we got it. It's it's Friday night. Uh, I think everyone's gonna be feeling good in Clipper Nation. I hope they are. I think we're gonna get this win. That's all we can hope. Like you said, it's got to be on the margins. Uh, coming up, we're talking the best backcourts of the Pac Div, but first, we got to give a shout out to Bet Online. There's way less football being played right now. Uh, not flag football, though. You can still bet on that. Bet Online has way more odds and info for this playoff season for basketball that's coming up from scored totals, points, player performance props to where the next coach is going to end up or what that coach is going to get fired. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things betting in 2022 and it's not just football thankfully betonline.net's basketball hockey boxing and ufc odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite vegas casino games bet online is your number one online wagering destination bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts all right, so we're talking the Pacific Division. Every single yes. Friday, we like to do this over here at Locked On Clips. Everyone loves and it. Today we're talk- Everyone loves <laughs> it. And today we're talking about the best backcourts in the Pacific Division. This is an area that's stacked a little <laughs> bit about 
against the Clips. Sure, all right? that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm just going to say it, uh, especially as currently constructed. All right, Chuck, <laughs> uh, why don't you kick us off? Who do you think has the best backcourt in the Pacific Division? Well, the Clippers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they have Reggie Jackson. No. Um, I, I mean, is it? It's it's got to be one of the two teams that are in sure. a different tier in the Absolutely. Pacific Division, and we're not talking current backcourts because obviously Chris Paul is hurt. I think it's the Suns, and I'm okay. saying that because yeah. Steph, he's having to do a lot more. He's having one of his, for him, worst shooting seasons from deep. They don't have as much consistency at that two spot, um, but I mean, I think healthy Devin Booker, Chris Paul, is better than healthy Steph and kind of whoever else you're putting next to him. Um, but I will say, no hyperbole, I'm putting the Clippers third behind these two teams. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get to three. Um, I think I'd have to agree with you with Suns at one. Uh, even without a healthy Chris Paul. I mean, without a healthy man, Chris Paul, be- I'm going Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Without without a healthy Chris Paul, it, it definitely flip flops to two. Those are definitely still the top two teams. Sure. I still yeah. like though. <laughs> yeah, not uh, much of a difference. I mean, the scoring with campaign and Devin Booker is insane to me. Yeah, that's um, fair. You know, it it does take a, a little bit of a step back um, in terms of you know playmaking and oldness. Um, <laughs> sure, that which is, a is definitely an yeah. important factor. Uh, but the Warriors are like right there for me. The interesting thing about the Warriors to me right now is like, you know, they have had guys out. So, you know, the, the lineups have, have kind of fluctuated. Um, but it, you know, it's basically Seth and like, who, who do you want to call it? Like you could say Jordan pool, which I think there's a legitimate argument there. He's been so in and out Um, of the lineup. Which has been interesting. I mean, I think they're just shuffling. I know, but he like he's he's averaging like seventeen plus points per game. Sure, uh, he's an electric scorer. Like he can do a lot. He can light it up. Um, you know, Thompson. I I think you know de- depending on the the iteration um, of of the Warriors. Like if they go with it, say Draymond is healthy and you have Draymond and Looney in the front court, I, th- I think it makes sense um, to to kind of have Thompson in the in the two. Uh, ish spot, you know, it's all flexible like on the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Wiggins at the three, uh, you know, that's a formidable lineup. You know, you have, I mean, you have the history there, you have the pedigree. Um, and then, you know, s- someone like Gary Payton, uh, the second, which is interesting in that he doesn't really play like a guard. Um, sure. so I, I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know about the viability of that because um, he like plays like a forward. Um, well, it's one of those things. So it, he, you know. I think it's funny we bring this up because like playoff picture wise, I would love it if the Clippers didn't have to play the Grizzlies in the first round, which it would be set up for that right now. Kind of if things didn't really go our way um, and would, you know, really much prefer we play this version of the Warriors. If the Warriors can somehow get that second spot, and the Clippers can get the Warriors with, you know, basically this is on the Warriors to somehow get the second seed. The Warrior, you know, the Clippers aren't going to get up to six, I don't think, um, or anything like that. But I would rather play this Warriors team 
than this Suns team, even down Chris Paul, I think. Because I think being down Draymond Green, depending when he comes back, is a bigger issue. Um, and the Clippers, like, so what? what is the Clippers' backcourt? It's, it's Reggie and Terrence, right? Or Because I know Amir started against the Wizards, but all things considered, th- it's kind of Reggie and Terrence if- right now. Yeah, if you're considering current roster, I, I think you have to say Reggie and Terrence. Um, sure. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Coffee. Is there an argument for everyone else? Anyone else on the roster? I think maybe in closing lineups, Luke Kennard. I think is, Ooh, I don't is a even viable about, option in there. I don't know about closing. If we need a bucket in closing lineups, sure. Um, yeah, I guess it depends. It, it does depend on what you need. But, yeah, I mean, he has closed out games. Sure. Yeah. No, you're right. If we need a bucket, it's big Kennard. games, close games. <laughs> you're from Ohio now. <laughs> uh, I think so. Terrence off the bench was great against the Wizards, which I like. But I don't know if Amir's ready to start when there's not one of Kawhi or PG or Norm also out there. Um, yeah, uh, like an interesting kind of drawback for the Clippers too, right? Is like how much either of these guys are also going to be staggered with the bench, just kind of with the limitations that we currently have with the roster at the guard position. It's tough, but I I like Luke off the bench more because he's a terror for bench lineups, right? Like that's a nightmare to bring in. All right, come shoot 45% from the three point line. Like let's space this out and see how it goes, which I think is good. Um, And yeah, I I mean, the playoffs are going to be, that play-in game is going to be so intense because as, you know, as Reggie Jackson goes, the Clippers go. And I'll tell you what, I love our, I think playing Reggie Jackson is going to be a nightmare for other teams. I would not be surprised if Reggie puts up 27 in the play-in game. It's, it's truly yeah. either going to be 27 or 12. But over seven games, I mean, you're getting some, you're getting some ups and downs. No, I'm just talking about the play-in game. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it's either going to be 27 Definitely. points or 12 points. <laughs> um, and we just hope Terrence Bay can do some good right there. But looking at the other backcourts, where do we put the Kings and the, the team across the hall? Because I think the team across the hall is firmly last. Interesting. Like entrenched so, in last place. So I, I like, I think like from a production standpoint, um, I, I guess maybe you would put the Lakers above the Clippers, but I think like I would. I don't it, know about that. It above just, the Clippers, it just hasn't really. It just it just hasn't really worked. Um, so I, I like I guess if you're you, Reggie you're Miller, there. you'll put him above the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're right. Like I think that there's like a an on paper upside, especially like with Malik Monk improving shooting, but like he's like never. He's like it seems like he's always out of the lineup or he's like on a day-to-day thing or whatever yeah. and then russ like man where do you start with russ like he's bad right numbers now. there sucks. he i mean he can he averages a you know a bigger stat line than anybody sure. for this current clippers team yeah um so could reggie but, jackson yeah. reggie jackson could put up the exact same numbers of, as russell westbrook if he was as somehow bad of a player as Russell Westbrook. Like like somehow Russell Westbrook has worse decision making skills than Reggie Jackson. Um and especially like defensively. I mean Reggie yeah. isn't great either, but he's not tripping usually, people. Uh, <laughs> he's not like, that's true. But I think the Kings are ahead of the the team across the hall. I mean they got the Aaron Fox, they got Holiday, like, you know. It's a fun it's, time, it's interesting. Uh for me they're they're 
for me, like they're not in a play in, so they're kind of not really even in the mix. Sure. Um, but you're putting it, them below the team that... across the hall. I think I might have to. You'd rather have Russ and Malik on the Clippers than De'Aaron Fox and Justin Holiday. Oh, we're not talking about that. Like, if <laughs> but it's that's what would I'd be ra- who... right. Like that. I mean, I don't know. I think De'Aaron Fox and I, give me the give me the Kings backcourt over the team across the hall any day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll <laughs> I'll cede to that. I'll cede to that. Like, if we have to inherit these players for, for some reason, uh, yeah, I'll take that. But there's no denying that the Kings backcourt also like wax to take a step backwards after Absolutely. the trade deadline 100 percent. yeah no we can't argue that um and the lakers man what a what a nightmare it is over there good times over here though which is good either way clippers firmly third we're best backcourt doing good <laughs> yeah next season it's gonna be interesting what the clippers backcourt looks like norm's gonna be back fully healthy i think the clippers have a case for Maybe the second best. I still don't think it's the best because there's a bit of a roller coaster still with Reggie out there. And the Reggie Norm thing still quasi needs to get figured out. But next season... You go PG at the one, Kennard at the two, Norm at the three, okay. Kawhi at the four, Mook at the five. <laughs> I don't know about that. Rogo at the five. Let's do it. Um, let us know what you think about the Pacific Division backcourts at Locked On Clips. I'm going to be honest. No one ever hits us up about the Pac Div. Everyone's lost. Bums me out. (laughs) Bums will out. Uh, We're going to be talking Pat Bev on the JJ Reddick podcast. And of course, a classic Love Mary Quarantine. But first, Will, if I wanted to eat a delicious and healthy protein bar, where the heck could I do that? Uh, you got to check out Built Bar. Look, we talk about Built Bar all the time on the show, but what you might not know is that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's truly something for everyone. It's really cool. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Ooh, yummy. I actually can never decide my favorite flavor, so I go for a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, I keep going on about the flavors, but not only are the flavors the best tasting, these bars are also healthy. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Uh, and Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty neat. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to Built.com and use promo code Locked On, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code Locked On for 15% off at Built.com. All right, welcome to Shavings, where we just kind of talk about random stuff. Uh, and we're playing Lovebury Quarantine. We do it every Friday. It's a good time here on Locked On Clips. Let's get into it. Pat Bev was on JJ Reddick's podcast. Uh, and talked a bit about getting dealt from the Clippers. Basically, makes sense. It makes sense. It boils down to you know the Clippers giving him not the amount of money and extension that he wanted. Um, L. Frank, as he's belovedly known by Patrick Beverly, um, kind of said, like Bev said that he you know he kind of walked in into the meeting and he was like, "We just made the Western Conference Finals." You know, like, I'm about to get a good extension. Like, this is actually going to happen type thing. And Lawrence Frank didn't really see eye to eye with that. He gave him a contract that I think he, I think Pat Bev described as a slap in the face. I was waiting. Which I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um, but then, like, there was an agreement. Lawrence Frank said, give me a list of teams. They got it done. Um, 
one of the funnier parts of the interview actually was that Patrick Beverly said he talked with the Memphis GM because that was on his list of top three teams. And the GM was... I, I think he would have been great on that Memphis But team, the GM but... was kind of... Maybe it was a GM. Somebody was kind of like, yeah, we'll see what happens in the summer. You Like, how do you compete for a spot? And he was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm the... Like, no, I'm the one. John's the two. Like, what are we doing here? Um, so we ended up or going... Or even Pat off the bench, I feel like. I don't think Pat... Pat doesn't want to go off the bench. Like, that's what I think mm. was a big thing about this whole thing. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, which is fair. He's a very underrated guard. He's elite. He makes your team better 100%. Um, but, you know, I, there's this thing I feel like where Pat Bev is kind of talking about how the Timberwolves have wanted him, you know? And, like, I think that it kind of rubs some Clippers fans the wrong way. <laughs> like, where it's like, well, we wanted you too. This is 100% about the front office. This is not about the team, like, the fans, like... Look, I, I I have no reason to believe that Pat Bev has any anything but good vibes towards the fans. I I, I think that you know we he plays with a well, chip I on mean, his shoulder too. Like this is what Pat Bev yeah. does. Like he makes motivation. That's why he's so good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I I mean, like I I think it's I would hope at least that it's like all love to Clippers fans, and it seems like he's still very close. Oh yeah, to some other Zoo players on the roster. Yeah. Zoo and, you know, Terrence both. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just funny to see. Shout out Pat Bev. He's so great. Um, let's get into this Love Mary Quarantine. We are going to be doing uh, Clippers in-game bets that you never knew yeah. they were doing. Uh, this is inspired by Calvin Ridley uh, betting $1,500, which I'll tell you what, I hope it was on like a 12-team parlay, so he's going to win a whole bunch of money and not separate it out because – not worth it. Uh, Calvin really bet on some NFL games. It's not going well for him. Either way, we have bets Clippers players would take on themselves. We have Isaiah Hartenstein betting the over on how many times he falls down during a game post the All-Star break. Uh, you'd probably win, Okay, if I'm being honest. Uh, we also have Ty Lu over under how many gold rings fall out of his mouth. The line is half. This is on per game basis. If you know Ty Lu, it's not an impossibility. And then what is I this? might take the over. What is this last one we have, Will? Uh, Terrence Mann's hold a hand. Okay. So this is a, a very obscure betting line on Terrence holding hands with an opposing player. All right, get Look, their head a little bit at the free throw line, mess them up. For for whatever reason, the Vegas uh, odds has the line at one and a half, and Terrence decides that half? he is going. <laughs> yeah, Terrence decides he's going to swing this thing. Uh, but he is betting all NFTs, so everyone loses. All right. <laughs> yeah, truly nobody wins. Um, all right, I am going to... I'm loving Hartenstein betting on himself to fall down because that's just a good time. Do you think he starts, like, hamming it up? Like a woo 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 Yeah, like a no, banana he's going like... to start falling down at the three-point line, and he's going to fully be on the ground at the baseline. So it's just like a whoa, 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 whoa type situation. I'm going to marry Terrence Mann's NFT thing. He's all in on NFTs. He's doing one with like Florida State. I, I, everyone who listens to this pod knows that I don't like how this is looking. I don't like NFTs. Um, and yeah, I just hope he wins that. You know, get a little more money in his pocket. And then I have to quarantine the Ty Lue one. Basically because I don't want... If Ty Lue were suspended because of betting stuff, the Clippers would be screwed so that's why i don't want to bet on this one uh what are you going with 
Uh, I'm gonna marry Ty Lu's gold rings. Look, I think that the man, I, I think that the man is playing chess, not checkers, when it comes to betting. So I don't think there's any way he's getting found out. Uh, and I would also just love to see another ring <laughs> ball from Ty Lu's mouth. Uh, Look it up, please. If you haven't seen truly, the video. please. If you're listening to this, Ty Lu, please. I just, I just want to see it again. It's like <laughs> truly one of my favorite, uh, of like odd NBA moments. Uh, so I got to marry that. Uh, I'm also loving Terrence Mann's holding hands. Uh, it's a good time. I think, you know, if he's using NFTs and he's also like swinging a betting line, there, there's a lot of machinations going on there that I'm a fan of. <laughs> Machination um, sounds like a rap album from the 90s that did not sell a lot of <laughs> copies. <laughs> That's the... I'm saying that right, right? I don't know. <laughs> but it, you know what I'm saying? This, anyway, uh, we got to get out of here. Things are getting off the rails. Uh, Monday's episode... We're going to have a recap of the Clippers game against the Pistons because they play on Sunday, I think, at 1230 uh, L.A. time. So wake up early for that or whatever you're doing on Sunday. We're going to have the Freshies talk about the new guys on the team, the Luke Kennard progress report, and the Terrence Mann Vorp watch, which has been fantastic lately. And, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, if someone were to come up to me on the street and say, hey, where the hell can I listen to you and someone else host the Clippers podcast, where should I tell them they could listen to us? Uh, so you can check us out on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your mobile device. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. Uh, it's always a great time. We mentioned up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Hey, come check us out. It, it Make us your first listen. Make us your you first know? listen. We're a plucky eight seed. Might get seven. Probably not six. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.